everybody. Welcome to Profoundly Pointless. My name is Nick Vinzant. Coming up in this episode, stop what you're doing and take off your clothes because this episode is all about nudity. That's when I started getting into actual social nudism. It's a non-sexual nudist or nudism. So you're hanging out with friends, pretty much like the same thing you would do at like a bar. You just hang out. It's all just exactly how it would be, except you just don't have clothes on. Clothes are kind of like your, I guess, like your boundaries to, to kind of defining who you are. And a lot of people hide behind their clothes. They hide behind their jobs. They hide behind stuff that um, kind of keeps them from like feeling bad about themselves. And once you strip away those clothes, that it's all you. It's it's 100% you, and you shouldn't be ashamed of any of it. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, share. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. So I have always been fascinated by and have a great deal of respect for people who just do what makes them happy, even if society looks at it in a certain way, especially when those people live that lifestyle and become advocates for it. Our first guest fits into that category. Along with his partner, they created the blog, website, and podcast, Our Naked Story. He is a nudist and a nudism advocate. This is Blake from Our Naked Story, Real quick, I kind of messed up my side of the audio for this, so I apologize for that, but his audio sounds great, and he's the one you really want to listen to anyway. How did you become a nudist? I'd say probably six, seven years ago. um, I was living out in Oceanside, and I was always so comfortable with being naked. I always liked being naked. Um, I was that guy at the parties where... Like, oh, let's all go skinny dipping. Let's kind of just like, oh, who's going to go skinny dipping? Knowing that I would be the one who did it. So like, it was just whatever. Uh, I found out that there's this beach called Black's Beach, which is uh, pretty much the only nudist res- or nudist um, beach in Southern California. And um, I went down there and went by myself. First day, it was really awkward. Uh, it was my first time ever doing like social nudism, stuff like that. So I got to the beach and um, t- kind of took my time. Probably took me about... I don't know, probably eight hours to actually take my clothes fully off because I was just so nervous. I was all by myself. And um, I don't know. It was just once I did get naked and I realized it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, and then from there, I kind of I was I had like an ex and she wasn't really into it. So like I was going to be I was every time I was at home, you know, I was naked just by myself. And then I kind of like walk out, like, you know, get something to eat or whatever. Kind of slowly started bringing nudism into my life. Um, and then she kind of like shamed me in a way to where I didn't really want to do it. Um, so after that relationship kind of ended, I just started, I knew that I wanted this to be a part of my life. So I started uh, kind of researching it, knowing that nudism was the the root thing to start looking for. Um, so I just typed in nudist in Southern California and I found this beautiful resort called Olive Del Ranch. And, um, I came here and then that's when I started getting into actual social nudism. It's a non-sexual nudist or nudism. So you're hanging out with friends, pretty much like the same thing you would do at like a bar. You just hang out, you have a drink, you play games, you play volleyball, you go swimming. It's all just exactly how it would be, except you just don't have clothes on. And I totally fell in love with this community. Uh, I ended up moving in here. So I actually live at Olive Del Ranch, the nudist resort. And then probably about a year after I moved in, uh, I met Ellie and we just fell in love. I met her here. I met her naked. And I think that's the most beautiful way to meet somebody because, you know, you kind of get rid of all those like clothes are kind of like your, I guess, like your boundaries to, to kind of defining who you are. And a lot of people hide behind their clothes. They hide behind their jobs. They hide behind stuff that um, kind of keeps them from 
like feeling bad about themselves. And once you strip away those clothes that it's all you, it's, it's a hundred percent you and you shouldn't be ashamed of any of it. And that's the culture I fell in love with. And it's just been an absolute amazing journey ever since. So how do you go from necessarily though, something that you enjoy to making that a lifestyle? Like what was the moment where you said, okay, I'm really going to do this. Um, so just about every weekend, all of Del Ranch or all the nudist resorts around the world, they have some kind of event, whether it's, it could be something as minuscule as a bingo night, or it could be a, you know, a Halloween party, or it could just be this, uh, a music festival or anything like that. Um, I kept asking, I kept kind of seeing what was going on with myself. Cause after the weekend was over, I would go back to work and I used to call it the the real world. So I'd go back to the real world where people are really mean, people are really judgy. Um, and I just, I wanted I didn't want that to be my real world. I wanted this to be my real world. I gave up a lot. I gave up like a full size house. Um, I live in a trailer now. It's a nice trailer, but um, you know, and it kind of just, I don't know. I think that's kind of what really changed me to live this lifestyle a little bit fuller was that I was so sick and tired of my real world making me upset and like feeling bad about myself. So I just decided to make my real world the beautiful thing that I do on the weekend and then going to work and stuff like that. That's the fake world. That makes sense. I would imagine that most people would describe it as freeing necessarily. Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent freeing. Um, and there's, it, it's, it's a whole bunch of different like collaborates of, of freeing. You have the, the one freeing where you, you feel the wind on your body. And that's what a lot of people kind of, um, associate this freedom with, you know, is being free from clothes and free from judgments like that. But then something else that's like, it's kind of a more of a deeper meaning too, that a lot of people fall in love with is you get, you're more free with yourself. Um, you're, you get more confident when you start realizing that all those things that are holding you back, all those insecurities that you have about yourself, they're not that big of a deal. And everybody has some type of insecurity about them. The, even the most confident people in the entire world who have eight packs and big biceps or, you know, women who are like, you know, very skinny and curved or whatever, the, everybody's got some kind of insecurity. And it's, it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, I think everybody should look back at or look at themselves and um, not necessarily beat yourself up about um the insecurities that you have but just kind of learn to live with them and work with them and elizabeth or ellie says it um you know the best is that you can you can fix the or fix the things that you can and then just work with the stuff that you can't fix listening to that it necessarily i think a lot of people will be like well that sounds fantastic mm -hmm. but why don't what keeps more people from doing it it's more on the outside world um i guess in layman terms it would be there's a lot of meanies out there <laughs> guess that's kind of like the best way to say it um people are i don't know what it is if it's human nature if it's something you're born with if it's that nature versus nurture type of thing but for some reason people love to attack other people uh usually when somebody's mean to you it has nothing to do about you it, it, it means that there's something going on with themselves so i think just being out there in the society especially today's society there's so much stuff that people get wrapped up in their heads and they forget to just live simple and that's exactly what nudism is it's it's literally the simplest thing that you can do. You get naked and you talk. There's a nudist, a nudism, and a naturist. Are those, what's the difference there? Is it is it a real kind of difference or is it like six of one, half a dozen of the other? To me, honestly, it's, if people, I'm not really, like, I like labels to a point. 
uh, labels definitely define the stuff that you're or activities, I guess, that you're trying to do. And I'll, but as far as like, if you were to tell me, oh, I'm a nudist or a naturist, I'm not gonna be like, well, which one is it? Um, to some people that they will. So naturist is more, they're more out into nature. They like, you know, going hiking naked. They like doing stuff. Um, and this is kind of just what I've seen over the years. Nudist is just more kind of just like, they like more social gatherings. So they'll, it's just the, the non-sexual social nudism is how you kind of ca- categorize that. And then nudism, so like calling yourself a nudist is, you know, that's what you're defining yourself. Nudism, I guess, would be like, the, that's what the activity is. One is kind of more like a back to the earth and the other is more of a social thing. Does that Exactly. That yeah. Okay. Did, did you ever feel like that you went the wrong direction, that you should have taken a different path? Uh, absolutely not. This is probably the one thing in my entire life that not necessarily I don't regret, but I would not do anything different. I wouldn't change one second. Is that pretty common? I mean, once somebody kind of goes this route, do they? it's a lifetime decision or do people kind of come in and out of it? That's kind of one of my big pitches when I, uh, when I try telling people like, hey, you know, you should try it, um, is I have never met one person who tried it once and then never came back. It's just, it's been that beautiful. It's been that loving of a, of a community, that accepting of a community. And I, I honestly think that nudism could change the world. <laughs> Your typical day, you're naked for what percentage of a typical day? Um, well, and this is kind of something that people don't realize. We're not just these hippies that live in the middle of the woods or the middle of the, the mountains. Um, I do have a regular job. I um, won't tell you where I work, but I have a regular office job. So in the mornings, I wake up, brush my teeth. Um, obviously, you know, when I'm walking around my house or if I have to get the mail first, I'll go get the mail and I'll be naked. Um, I put clothes on. I get in my car. I go to work. I zone out for eight hours and then I come home and I take my clothes off. So I'd say hour wise, besides those eight hours I'm at work, I'm naked for the most part. And during those periods when you have clothes on, do you feel different? Like, do you feel trapped or not yourself or any of those other kind of ideas necessarily? A hundred percent. Yeah. So um, especially on those big weekends. So like when we have like three day events uh, where we have like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Um, that is probably the worst part, even as a visitor for going to a nudist resort is actually putting your clothes back on. Um, you start realizing like how, like physically how constricting clothes are, not just the, the emotional values or the emotional constriction that you get, but the actual physical restrictions you feel from clothes. I definitely feel weird wearing clothes, especially, um, I think I've worn a swimsuit instead of a swimming pool probably one time. And that just feels like absolute nonsense. Now I I can't even go to a regular beach anymore because it just, it doesn't feel right. Does that limit your relationships, though, with I'll use this term because I can't think of a better one, the outside world necessarily? Like, do you have friends that are non-nudists? Can you go out to like after work activities or do you kind of gravitate just towards this community because of that? Um, That kind of falls more to a category of um, where like you surround yourself with good people. Uh, Not necessarily that I'm saying that people who are not nudists are not good people. Um. But a huge majority of people who are nudists are good people. Um, not everybody knows that I am a nudist. So like people at my work, they don't know. Um, my whole family knows. Uh, I do have, I'd say probably out of all my friends, I maybe have like one or two who I want. They're not even not nudists. They're just not full. Like they're they'll come here and they won't get naked each time. Like sometimes they'll get drunk or they'll get naked and then that's kind of it. But um, I, I don't really choose my friends based off of if they're nudists or not. Um, I'll just choose my friends based off of they're good people. And it's kind of just coincidence that all my good friends are nudists. So what, what's kind of your general analysis of the public perception necessarily? Like if you do bring it up or if you hear people talk about it, 
is it a negative perception, a positive perception, or just people kind of don't understand? So a lot of people don't understand. Um, and that's kind of one thing that, um, that we're kind of battling in our own way, um, us along with a bunch of other nudist advocates. Um, so one or two things happens. One, we, uh, we tell somebody who's never heard of it before and they're super excited. They didn't know that it exists. Um, a lot of people, they think when, or whenever somebody thinks of nudists, they just think of, you know, a whole bunch of old dudes at a nudist beach, you know, just being all wrinkly and that, and that's kind of what their whole, only idea of nudism. And that's mainly because of what you see in like movies, stuff like that. Whenever there's not really a movie out there, you know, that they kind of always just make fun of nudists. Like, oh, that's the nudist beach and it's just a bunch of old dudes. And, and the second thing that, that we're really, really trying to um, fix, I guess, or kind of just more um, educate people on is that people need to recognize that nudism and naturist stuff like that, um, it's not a sexual thing whatsoever. Um, and that's kind of the, one of the most beautiful parts about it. And I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I'm not a sexual person. It's not that I don't have sex. I don't, nothing like that. Um, the thing is, when you're in this kind of environment, that just, it's the same as if you're like hanging out at like a family event. You're not thinking about, you know, sleeping with anybody. You're not thinking about, you know, anything like that. So stuff that gets um, kind of portrayed for nudist is that all we do is just like have big orgies here and we're just fucking each other all the time. So, oh, sorry. I don't know if I can cuss on here or not. <laughs> yeah, you can. Okay. I guess that, that would kind of be necessarily the, I could see that going either way, right? Where it either becomes hypersexualized because you're seeing people naked or you become de- sensitized to it because you're always seeing people naked yeah so take away any of the mystery though when you're trying to meet a significant other because you've already seen the goods so to speak it's not that like sexual things are happening of course you're like there's still beautiful people in the world whether they're clothed or not clothed and i'm not saying that gawking and stuff like that is 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 right or it's going to happen what i'm trying to say is that like when you get you're exactly what you said, when you get past that point of what, what those goods are that could be at the end of the night, and that's what was something so beautiful at meeting Ellie at the end or eating, meeting my significant other, um, was I met her naked. And I don't I mean, I was never like a guy who go on to a bar and was like trying to get laid or anything like that. Um, and this kind of all just happened, you know, just because of the universe. And um, I met her. She was naked. And that whole time that kind of happens when you're at like a bar and you're like, oh, you know, like you're trying to focus and then. And you're like, oh, you know, what's going to happen in the night? What am I going to see? What if she has like a third boob or what if she has, you know, whatever. When you already see all that, it's all that's all just goes out the window. And then that was the first time I've ever met a woman and then had like and this kind of sounds weird, but like had like a full detailed like conversation with her without having any of that stuff in the back of my mind. It would be pretty obvious, though, if you really liked her, though, wouldn't it? It would be. Yes. And and that's also one big thing that gets brought up. Um, and I'm pretty sure you're talking about erections and yeah, stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, so it's actually not as common as a lot of people think it's going to be um, as comfortable as it really is when you're put into an environment that's not in a sexual environment. I, I don't know what it is. And I'm, again, I'm not going to say that I never get a bone or anything. That's, that's not what I'm saying. A lot of people think that's, that's what I try to say that, that happens. The thing is, though, when you're in like this family environment, you're in this like Hey, you know, we're just, we're playing pool, we're swimming, we're playing basketball, we're playing volleyball, stuff like that. That's not really like anything that's on my mind. And then obviously, you know, at the end of the night, when you take that significant other home, that's when, that's what happens behind closed doors. You know, that, that's not what, what gets brought out to here. I guess that makes sense, right? Like when I met my wife, I wasn't, you know, it wasn't just immediate necessarily. Exactly. It yeah. Built up later on. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's kind of we have just like any other different type of subculture that we that you have out there. Um, we do have a kind of guidelines that that happens. We we understand we're not going to shame anybody if if you're out there and the wind blows and that's that's your human that's your body. It's going to do what it's going to do. You know, there there's sometimes where I'm laying down and you know it, something happens, but you just you be respectful about it. I just I stay laying down until it kind of goes away. If I'm walking around, which hasn't happened yet, but I know it happens to some of my friends sometimes. Um, you know, if you start feeling it coming on, you just put a towel around you, you sit down, just kind of, you know, hold it out for a second and then, and then carry on with your day, you know? So then not to dwell on this necessarily, but like, is mm-hmm. there, a, is there an accepted code necessarily for when somebody kind of jumps into this where their eyes should be? Like, is mm-hmm. it frowned upon or would somebody get called out? Like, Hey, we know what you're really here for, or what's kind of the protocol there? For anybody who's even interested in this, I, I always recommend going to a nudist resort. Um, and the reason why is because we have an affiliation called ANR. Uh, it's the American Association for Nude Recreation. Um, it's a it's kind of just a bunch of people that get together. Uh, we all pay our memberships for it. And what it does is it it kind of gives like certificates out to a lot of these nudist resorts. Um, and they classify them as family nudist resorts. Um, so when you go to one of these family nudist resorts, then um, you have to check in. You have a check-in process. So a lot of people get weeded out when they first go into like the the front gates. Um, you can kind of tell who they are. They're kind of just a lot of them. Will, one just show up naked, which a lot of people who are there just for nudism. They won't just show up naked, um, which I know kind of sounds weird. But like when you, I, I don't know. Like if I was going to a place for the first time, it's a nudist place. I I would just wait until they're like, oh, okay, n- you know, now you can be naked. Um, and then obviously. You can you kind of get a good feeling with them, um, which I don't know how you feel about you know kind of people's first impressions, but a lot you can read a lot from people's first impressions uh, if you know their intentions. And yeah. then obviously because it is a family news resort, and that's why I love Olive Dale Ranch so much, is that it is such a family community. There are eyes everywhere, and they're all looking out for everybody that's here. So if there's anything weird going on, if um, you know if somebody's you know in the corner and they're either touching themselves or trying to take pictures or something like that they're out within the next like five minutes and, and they're yeah. never, never welcome back again. Now, when you say family, I mean, are there, are there children necessarily that would, that would participate, not participate? You know what I'm talking about? No, so, I know what you mean. Like yeah. Children walking around. Yeah. So this is kind of one of the um, big thing that kind of gets a lot of people. Um, I, I get it that people are kind of wary about having kids in an environment like this. Um, and mainly, again, what it comes down to, it comes down to what society thinks that um, when you should or shouldn't be naked. And it comes from, you know, growing up and a lot of people, their first naked interaction is is sex. You know, it's the first time they ever seen a naked woman was through other porn or, you know, their first sexual environment. So a lot of people like to put sex and nudity together. And then obviously when you have nudity and children, then now people will try to put all three of those together. And that is absolutely not what happens here. Um, there's people who have lived here their entire lives since they were children. They're still here. There's people who have lived here. They uh, they leave and they always come back. One of our best friends, she used to live here and um, she comes back just about every weekend. Again, to kind of bring back to that point of a lot of people's first experience seeing like a naked woman or a naked man is is their first sexual experience. So you get left with a lot of um, kind of a lot of things that are in your head where you think that's how a woman's body is always supposed to look. But if you grow up knowing that there are millions and millions of different types of body types and a majority of them are not what you're going to see, you know, on porn. Um, it, it helps it helps people just to to re, to. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to say it. It, it just helps you respect people more because um, you just you're growing up in that environment where 
you're not staring at somebody's breast or their butt or anything that you're looking people in the eye, you're meeting them, you're, you're being very respectful for them. And it, you're already raised in that environment where nudity is not sex. Therefore, when you get older, then you are going to start respecting that. Are there a lot of nudists? Uh, uh yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's a shitload. So put it this way. So we went on a nude cruise, um, last February and I want to say there was, I'm going to butcher these numbers, but I want some are close to probably about 15,000 people just on a cruise alone, all naked. The entire cruise is a carnival cruise. Um, yeah. And, and they're, they're all over the world. Uh, obviously more in Europe, uh, you get it, but there's people from every state. There's a nudist resort just about in every state. There's, um, there's something naked to do everywhere. And are you ready for some listener questions? Yeah. Yeah. I'm down. Do you get cold though? This person writes in, that is what would keep me. I would be worried about being cold all the time. Yeah, very, very great question. Um, something kind of sarcastically we always tell people, we say we're nudists, we're not stupid. And um, obviously, like right now I'm in clothes. It's cold. I don't know how cold, but it's too cold to be naked right now. Um, nudists, uh, in the wintertime, we do have, I guess, like a dress attire. So instead of a tux and whatever, uh, we, we wear robes. We wear robes and um, fucking, uh, what are they called? Um not sandals, but uh, slippers, and we put beanies on, and we put jackets on, and yeah, we're, we're not stupid. We're, we're not naked all the time. When it's cold, it's cold, and we understand that. Did do, do different countries look at it differently? Is there like certain countries where this is much more accepted than other places? Yes, absolutely. So um, out in Europe, actually, um, it's very, very normalized there. Um, a lot of the European countries, um, America is trying to get back into, or United States of America is trying to get back into um what our nudism used to be or even just the acceptance of a nude body um there's somewhere around in like the i think it was like the late 60s it's kind of when nudism kind of took a hold um so i don't want to give you guys false information um but america actually used to be really huge in, in body acceptance and like ymcas and stuff like that actually used to be uh like the swim meets and stuff like that would all be nude uh, it's pretty interesting in history. Um, again, I'm not really too into that part for the United States. Um, um, as far as other countries, um, United States of America is definitely far behind in that scale. Uh, you go to any of the European countries, there are hundreds of nudist beaches, topless beaches. There's a whole city in France that you can just walk around. You can go shopping. You can go to diners. You can do anything you would do in a regular city. This question, I like this question. This just says... What kind of chair is the worst kind of chair to sit in while naked? <laughs> the, the the chair actually, it, that's actually a very good question. And I'll say kind of a funny joke or a funny um, topic that happened. But um, so we do have one of our etiquette that we have is you always sit on a towel. Um, you never want to put your your bare butt on anybody's furniture, even your own um, for without saying it for kind of health reasons um you don't know really what's on your butt you know butt sweat or you know maybe you didn't wipe too well or whatever um so everybody always puts down a, a towel or they put down a sarong something to to um you know be in the middle of the chair in your butt um however um the, the one of the main reasons <laughs> it's kind of funny so uh i forgot where it was but somebody was sitting on one of those like big long chair lawn chairs and it has like the um, oh I, nobody can see me right now huh um so it has like those like white lines and then like oh, gaps yeah, in the middle yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah. So somebody, yeah. So somebody sat in one of those and then um you know it was kind of I guess it was warmer when they first sat down. So and I don't know how graphic I can be I guess but they're they're um uh, did they test, get stuck? 
Yeah, that their their <laughs> testicles went inside, and then it got colder. So that yeah, so um, that's one reason why you should definitely always put a towel down. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's a weekend ruiner. Man. Yep. So and they had to get a firefighter to go and cut in and and you know. That is, you know, that kind of leads into this question necessarily is what have you learned about your body that you wouldn't have necessarily learned about it otherwise? Very good question. Um, I found out one that, um, that uh, like I said, the one, what Ellie says is the, the things you can't change, you can't worry about. Um, so like I was born with a third nipple. Um, it's not, it doesn't, it's not like a full nipple, but it, it is a nipple. It's actually the most common birth defect. Um, I've been ashamed of it my whole life. Never want to take my shirt off. Um, I, I, I don't know why. It was just one of those things that I was really insecure about. Um, now I forget that I even have it sometimes. Actually, I just remember that I had it right now. Um, it's kind of, I learned to myself, or something that I've learned about my body was that I am in control of this and I need to feed it what I need to. I need to, um, you know, sculpt it the way that I want it to be sculpted. I learned to to love myself. And if I didn't love myself to fix the things that I can fix and not worry about the stuff that I can't fix. As far as what we're doing, um, there's nothing wrong with it here. We don't have to, there's no laws here. Please, you know, if something happens here, please and firefighters come up here or, you know, it, it's, it, it's hard to accept the fact that this is this is normal to to me to to us to nudists to naturists whatever you want to call them um and i t- i totally understand people who you know have these questions and and don't understand so but as far as a lot and then um you know as far as like national parks stuff like that so BLM land uh, at least in southern california or in california um you can actually nude sunbathe on BLM land um now there's some again look do your research but if somebody asks you to cover up and you don't, then you can get in trouble. So that there's there's a lot of like little loopholes that you can kind of get through. Um, so I would definitely do your research. But as far as what we do, it's it's not illegal. Technically, it could be indecent exposure, but somebody has to be there to report you, and nobody's going to be there to report you. Correct. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, if if somebody's up here and they're peeking over a fence, then actually it's against the law to peek into somebody's yard. So you know, like so that's kind of like it's kind of where where it falls into that category. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, share. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. So I have always been fascinated by and have a great deal of respect for people who just do what makes them happy, even if society looks at it in a certain way, especially when those people live that lifestyle and become advocates for it. Our first guest fits into that category. Along with his partner, they created the blog, website, and podcast, Our Naked Story. He is a nudist and a nudism advocate. This is Blake from Our Naked Story. Real quick, I kind of messed up my side of the audio for this, so I apologize for that. But his audio sounds great, and he's the one you really want to listen to anyway. Man, tell me about Our Naked Story. Tell me about that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i love our naked story so uh so yeah so when we uh so actually tomorrow's our inter- our anniversary uh we'll be going on four years now so um you know when i met elizabeth um uh, or ellie however you want to say her name um you know like we on my instagram uh, my own personal instagram i i didn't really care i kind of i guess in a way came out as a nudist a while ago so i had pictures on there of me like rock climbing naked and like kind of just hanging out naked, like not nothing sexual. It's just me just being me. And then, um, 
you know, when I met her, you know, it was kind of like we would take a picture together, like just our butts or something like that and post it because like we do a lot of hiking and climbing and stuff like that. So we'll be on this huge mountain and with this, you know, beautiful view and we'll just get naked and then take a cool picture and, you know, whatever, kind of just get a couple likes, not a big deal. And then, um, I don't know, something just hit me one day where, you know, we started getting asked to do a lot of stuff in the, in the nudist community. A lot of people, because we are younger, um, I'm not going to sit here and lie and tell you that. When you come to, you know, a nudist resort, it's going to be all these like young, attractive models. It's it. They're people, you know, there's more older people than younger people. And um, we started seeing a huge spike in the younger people, not necessarily saying that it's all because of us. Um, but we that's kind of what we do. We advocate to, to more younger people. So we started seeing more younger people come in. Um, we just started a blog, uh, which is our naked We started doing some writing and then um, just telling people about our travels. You know, we've been all around the world. Um doing naked stuff and people wanted to know. So we just started writing for it. I love to write. And then, um, after that, I started listening to podcasts a little bit more and I was like, dude, I th- think I could do this, you know? So then, um, we had our first interview with one of the, one of the members that lives here. He's no longer with us, but uh, he was our first guest and I had this like really shitty microphone and I was like, well, it's a microphone and I got a recording software. Let's try it. Came out really bad. But then, uh, we kind of launched our naked story podcast and then, I think like the first day we got however many, the views aren't that big of a deal, um, but we got a lot. And then um, I was like, yeah, I think we're onto something. So then, I don't know, we started talking to people from all around the world. We have we've talked to people from Australia, we've talked to people from um, London, we talked to people from Ireland, a lot of people in the states, and um, kind of just been blowing up. Kind of my goal is to not have to do this anymore. Um, and I say that because I want every I want this to be so accepted in the world where I don't need to advocate it. I don't need to promote it anymore. That's kind of like my, my main goal. I think anybody who has ever had like the faintest, slightest thought of ever coming to a nudist resort or going to a nude beach, I, I truly wish that you try it. I hope that you get all the thoughts that you think you have out of your head and just come in with an open mind. Um, just be, be careful. Make sure you go to a nudist resort. Um, it's kind of something I didn't know if you wanted to bring up, but just make sure you go to a nudist resort or a nature's resort, something like that. Um, stay away from places like you know, swingers, stuff like that. That's not what we are. So I want to thank Blake so much for joining us. If you want to connect with him, we have linked to him on our social media accounts. We're profoundly pointless on Twitter and Instagram. And we have also included his information, his social media accounts, website, podcast link on the RSS feed that's on this podcast. Okay. So now we're going to go ahead and do something different. This is usually the part of the show where I called John on the phone, but we're trying to go high tech. So we actually did a Zoom type call. I'm not saying that because I don't know what Zoom is. I'm saying that because it's a different program that Squadcast. Actually, if you're a podcaster listening to this, man, I mean, for other people, it would work fantastic. For us, one of us had a little trouble. Wait, did you turn your mic off or did you, or your video camera off or did you specifically just sit in the dark? <laughs> I, well, I, I didn't want to mess with it just yet, but I, I it said to connect to the microphone and camera, click yes. So uh, I just said just yes, so I didn't mess up the uh, the microphone. But I'll go back and fix the camera later. So wait a minute. What did you do then? Why is your screen completely dark? Because I have a uh, I have uh, a thing that that I can cover uh, the camera eye with. What do you mean a thing that you can cover the camera right. eye with? Oh, here I am. <laughs> Wait and a minute! Did you spike your hair? Did no. you spike your? Do you have hair gel in right now? No, man. I I told Bullshit. you my girls are sick. 
your hair is way too spiky to say that that's natural. I mean, I, don't, I mean, I took a sh- took a shower, what Sunday afternoon. So this, I mean, this is just the way it is, man. Th- that is not true whatsoever. There's absolutely no way that that is true. All right, we're going, we're going back. So, anyways, so did that- you just answer my question? Did you or did you not put hair gel in today? No, I have not put hair gel in. At Your all. hair just naturally spiky like that all the time. Uh, n- yes, hundred percent. Okay, well, that's a lie. Also, what is the thing that you use to cover your camera? I really want to know what sophisticated piece of technology you're it's, using. I, I, I don't know. I don't know to what, how to explain. It's just a, it's a plastic piece of tape. Uh, is it no tape? No, it's it's uh it's by Targus. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's just well, you actually bought something. Yeah, because I didn't want to be one of those assholes. That was like leading a Zoom call, realizing I'm not on camera and I'm fucking naked. You know what I mean? I understand that, but I can't believe the idea that you actually went out and bought something specific. Like, you could just get a piece of tape and put it over there. (laughs) It's not difficult. But, I mean, this this gives me the the flexibility. I can be like, oh, I'm here, and I'm gone. Yeah, so does tape. (laughs) How much did you pay for it? uh, I think it was like $4.99, I think. That's a ridiculous... Man... I'm still upset about the idea. You paid four ninety nine for that. <laughs> you can get a uh, roll of like electrician's tape for like ninety nine cents, and you could have had endless. Yeah, man, but then you got to review your purchasing, man. That really just this whole thing makes me feel like you buy some dumb shit. I I collect baseball cards and vintage wrestling figures. I I buy some dumb shit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. You do buy some dumb shit then. All right. Let's look. Let let's get this going here. Basically, um, scale of one to ten, how comfortable are you being naked? Uh, are we talking about like in in the confines of my own home or like at a at a beach or a pool? Like, what's um? Do you mean shirtless or completely naked? Okay. Well, let's start with shirtless and then let's go completely naked. I'm gonna say in public. Uh, my confidence level is a one, okay. uh, so it would be a negative fifty naked. Uh, and then at home when it's just me and the wife, and we got some Brian McKnight playing and some uh, Cabernet, uh, you know, like a seven and a half probably. Oh, okay, good for you, man. You know, I just I, I grew up a, a large a large kid in that kind of end of my adult life, and uh, you know, just uh, been well documented about my baby D. So you know, I just. That's why I would go into the negatives for me. See, I'm not necessarily super comfortable with my shirt off anymore. I might be like a six, but full naked, I would be like a five. Like there's not a huge bit of difference between shirtless and completely naked for me. Well, you're also, uh, you know, and congrats. I don't think anyone knows this, but I think you're down, what, 25 pounds now? Uh, 21. Yes. There I'm you really... go. Look, let's not try to turn this into something positive. How many, wait, have, have, have multiple people ever seen you naked at the, what's the most, what's the highest number of people that have probably seen you naked at one time? Uh, I mean, that would be back in my high school days, probably in a locker room. And I, you know, I would say probably six, seven, eight, probably while you're in the showers. Okay. Did you strut yourself or did you try to hide? (laughs) I did not hide. No, but I I was definitely not somebody that uh, strutted their stuff either. I just kind of went along my business, took a shower and, and got out of there. Okay, so from the locker into the shower area, did you have towel covering or did you just walk to the towel naked or walk to the shower naked holding the towel? Like when did the towel come off in in that whole situation? Oh, it, it was definitely when I was in front of the 
the um the the head of the the shower. You know, when I was in front of the shower, ready to turn on the water, then the towel came off, and as soon as I was done, you know, you turn the water off, towel goes back on. Okay, all right, not even a little drip dry. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no drip dry for this guy. Like, I like I wouldn't say that I'm like totally uncomfortable being naked to where like I'm ashamed or upset. I just I'm just not a big fan of, 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 I like having more clothes on than less clothes, if that makes any sense. Understandable. This is also John who puts his shirt on first after he gets out of a shower, where everybody else in the world puts on their bottom layer first. <laughs> I like also literally- put on my socks before, you know, you know, like when I get out of bed and I'm just starting the day, I put on my socks first before I usually put on anything else. So I guess that's weird. That is kind of strange. Depending on, wait, are you, are you talking, you do that in the summer too? Yeah, I, you know, uh, say I'm just rolling out of bed to do something and I have underwear on and a shirt, socks go on and then, and then everything else. So really, I, I guess that is kind of weird now that I say it out loud, but that's what yeah. it is. Interesting. <laughs> I guess I put on like underwear or my shorts or pants first. I oh, hope everyone's no. thinking about this just like how you are, you know, like, what do I put on first? You know what, though? I do have a different order depending on what if I'm wearing shorts or pants. If I'm wearing shorts, I'm going to put on shorts, then shirt. No, I'm going to put on underwear, then shorts, then shirt. But if I'm wearing pants, I put on underwear, then shirt, then pants. Okay, I mean, I mean I, I'm trying to follow you there. It sounds, you know, you're, you're confusing everybody. You're confusing me. I don't know where you're going with this. Okay, I'm just going to say it again. I have a different order depending on whether I'm putting on shorts or pants. If I'm putting on shorts, I'm going to put on my underwear, then my shorts, then my shirt. But if I'm putting on pants, I put on my underwear, then my shirt, then my pants. Are you a tucker in or is that why? Do you tuck your, your shirt into your pants? Is that why you do it last? No, I'm a normal, relatively normal human being. <laughs> and I'm not yeah. over the age of 70, so I don't tuck my shirt in yet. Well, I, I, I do that, as we've well documented on this show. So, Okay, well, that's, uh, that's not that's strange <laughs> at all. <laughs> all right, dude. Just, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you really are. I mean, it's honestly like really a strange dude. All right. No, this is everybody likes you. Great. <laughs> Anyways, so getting back to the original question, no, I, I am not a fan of, of, of being shirtless, nudeless. Like asking me to go to a, a nude a nude beach would be like my like I, I would probably start shitting myself if I actually had to do that. All right, are you ready? What's your stuff? Let's go. That's that's an interesting way to frame it. Uh, what's my stuff after talking about stuff? All right. Anyways, let's get to the shout out portion of this program. Uh, we'll keep it simple and quick here. Uh, we'll start out with Derek Sam, uh, famous Rob, uh, the curling professor. Because apparently your love for curling, uh, people started paying attention to that. So so well done there, Nicholas. Uh, Sam Chenko, uh, Jacob Robeck, Xander B. Jimmy Grackle, Byron, and Lucas Morley. And he spells it L-O-U-K-A-S, which is a, an awesome way. I don't think I've ever seen Lucas spelled that way. So Wait, how is it spelled? L-O-U-K-A-S. Oh, so it's like a combination of Lou and Cuss. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. But it's Lucas, I think. Okay. Maybe it's Locus. <laughs> What's well, his name? Uh, Lucas Morley. Check okay. him out on Instagram at theloft.life if anyone wants to, you know, gather their own opinion. Would you rather be a slug or a snail? 
I honestly don't really know what the difference is. Oh, no, wait. I'd rather be a snail, right? Like every time you see a slug outside, you're like, oh, that's just gross. <laughs> a snail at least has that like, little bit of hard shell. seems to have some more pro- more protection. There's just well, I, no way that a slug lives longer than 20 minutes anytime. It, right? Like that thing is just death on a stick. You're going to die any second. Like what kind of protection does that thing have at all? <laughs> Well, when I was doing some research comparing the two, they're actually quite similar, as you alluded to. However, the slug is much faster than the snail. It's not fast enough. It is no, they're not fast enough. You know, anytime it rains here in uh, the lovely suburbs of Detroit, you always get slugs just they're all, like it's a parade for them. And then you see them dead the next day. So, yeah, I'd probably rather be a snail, too. Yeah, I don't see any way that thing can survive. Uh, let's see here. Would you rather be, uh, say you're on a TV show that, you Wait, know, how much faster? Did they give like a mile per hour? Like how much more distance is a slug covering than a snail in the same relative amount of time? See, now you're getting too too scientific. I believe our intern uh, passed out uh, before he got to that specific So you didn't number. actually look this. You just said it. It just said it's faster and you provided no further follow-up and like what's... Okay, so if the slug is running a 40 and a 4.5, what's the snail running? Let's see here. Uh, so it says here, um, the fastest slug ever recorded was going 1.9 miles per hour, which makes them faster than their cousin, the garden snail, who averages 1.4 miles per hour. Oh, wow. So that is significantly faster. I mean, that's half a mile an hour faster. That's 25% faster. And that's from the Frontier blog out of uh, out of the uk so I, I assume they're correct i don't have any basis to say they're not so right who are we to question them anyways would you uh next question would you rather be say you're in a tv show for 15 years would you rather be a character actor on that show and be relatively known but have a, a obviously the long career of being on the show for 15 years or a one season special guest star uh you know you get all the fame but eventually you're gonna fade away no one's gonna remember you what which kind of actor would you rather be what kind of question is that? Because you pretty much answered it at the end of that when you basically <laughs> bagged on them and said, no one's going to remember you. That's pretty easy. Also, I don't actually know what the phrase character actor means. I've never known what that meant. Like, is that uh-huh. does that mean they're good or does that mean that they're not that good? Listen, I'm not one to explain this, uh, but I can try. I believe a character actor is somebody who makes you believe that they're the character. You know, like when you watch Brad Pitt, you usually say, oh, it's Brad Pitt playing somebody. Mm. When you watch Daniel Day-Lewis, you're like, oh, man, that's Daniel Day-Lewis playing, you know, Abraham Lincoln. You don't even think of him as the, you know, actor. You just think watching a movie about Abraham Lincoln. As When you watch a movie about Brad Pitt, all you think about is, oh, man, that's Brad Pitt. I, I don't care who he's trying to play. That's Brad Pitt. So it's like Marky Mark and Tom Hanks. <laughs> like Marky uh, Mark isn't fooling anybody. Yeah, that's, well, that's actually a great comparison, I think. Uh, let's see here. The last one. Uh, would you you have one? You can have one day of having everything you want, but then you have twenty years of disappointment. Would you do it? No. Well, I mean, it would depend. Like what that one thing was. Like if I had one day and I could see my family again because they had all died in some sort of tragic circumstance, then yeah, I think that would be worth it. But if it was like, I get one day and I get all the Snickers I can eat, then no. <laughs> Which is a, uh, they're overrated, just FYI, but uh, Take that not, a, 
not a big Snickers fan. Uh, I would definitely do the 20 years of disappointment, uh, you know, if I had to do that, because I, uh, you know, I'd rather live than to have one day of everything I wanted, because I'm not even entirely sure what, what, like, is everything that I want. You know what I mean? I'm not even sure, so. Right. I don't really don't. The more that I'm trying not to think about this at all anymore, because <laughs> I just get more confused and angry. Also, I mean, as you should, that's a tough question. Also, we've already lived 30 years with nothing but disappointment. So what's another 20 if you think about it? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know about you, but my life's been great to this point. So I've had nothing but success. Okay. Okay. So our top five things is top five worst places to be naked. We're not making any kind of commentary on if being naked is a good thing or a bad thing. We're simply commenting and like, look, if you're going to be naked, these are probably not the best places to do it. What's your number five? Uh, (laughs) I have the forest as my number five. Mm, Why? Uh, Well, for one, uh, and this is just me, I don't like going, I'm not a big camper, uh, and I cannot imagine being naked in the forest for uh, uh, any amount of time, especially a lengthy amount of time. So I don't bugs and dirt and just, just not my scene. So that's why it goes on my list. Okay. As a person who has accidentally been naked outside in the wilderness for an extended period of time, (laughs) I can honestly say it really wasn't that bad. Like I would imagine that people who are nudists would probably put that in their top five of places to be naked. Well, I mean, what what were you doing in the forest naked? Were you running away from police? Was this one of those times? No. um, Suffice it to say, I had eaten something the night before that I probably shouldn't have eaten that hit me quite hard on a trail and choices had to be made. (laughs) I really want to ask you, which I'm going to, you don't have to answer. How many times have you done that on a trail? Not... Not counting like camping, but where like the nature has called while in nature. <laughs> yes, maybe twice. Oh, that's two to way three times. too little. Yeah, that's what everybody said when they saw me. <laughs> All right, what's what's your number five? A factory. Oh yeah, that would be pretty terrible. Yeah, more from like a s- safety standpoint. Like I'd just be too worried about it getting caught. Or something getting like snagged. I mean, are you going like auto plant? Or are you going like any kind of industrial activity? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty terrible. That's uh <laughs> I just wonder how why you would have to be like how would you get naked and get to that point? But I mean Well, you take your clothes off and you walk into the factory. It's not really very <laughs> difficult. I understand that. You anyway. don't even have to do it before you give I me. Mean, you could go to the bathroom in the factory and then come out. Like if it was, look, haven't you ever seen those things about old drug dealers that they made people count the drugs or sort the drugs naked so they could see if they were hiding anything? I've heard those stories. Yes. I guess I've never really thought have about it. Have you heard much. those stories? Like somebody personally told you, or did you see it on a movie? No, I've, no, I've seen it in a movie. Oh, okay. Well, then yeah, don't try to make it sound like somebody came and told you like, hey, psh, John. Listen. I, I didn't. I didn't think I was making it sound that way. I mean, listen. You know, when you have a white boy Rick to talk about, come talk to me. Okay. Oh, here we go. All right. Here anyway, we go. My, I'm from Detroit, and if there's two things my, I know about Detroit, it's Eminem and white boy Rick. <laughs> that's that's not a, a, entirely true. All right. My number four is a stadium. Okay. 
Um, like like a full stadium, like uh, you know, whatever stadium you want to call, you know, a, a football stadium. We'll say with eighty thousand people. All right. I mean, I kind of don't. You're just like Humpty Dumpting along. You know, next thing you know, you walk out and you're like, oh shit, I'm at a stadium, butt ass naked. That's terrible. Okay. I don't know. That doesn't bother me for some reason. Like I'm not. I guess people streak a lot. So what's the big deal, right? But what what do all the streakers have in common? Pretty much, they're all like either lanky, skinny dudes or semi attractive women. Like you ain't seeing me streak across a field. Now that I think about it, you really don't see exceptionally attractive women streaking. And you really don't see big guys streaking. It's basically all the same person where you're like, you're not bad. <laughs> but there's nothing. Yeah. Nobody, Nobody's really like, oh, yeah, look. Let me see those. Let me see that. Yeah, like, you know, no one's going to be like, oh, Shul, stop for a second. We need to admire your body. People are right. going to be like, get that fat fucker off the field. Somebody pause that and download <laughs> that screen grab because I'm going to need it for later. <laughs> right. I've never seen a streaker that was like that. Also, is there anything that's dumber looking than the male wiener? Like, just think oh of it God. as a body part of how stupid it looks. Uh, I mean, I, I don't really want to talk about the male anatomy, uh, but yes, it does look stupid. Right. It really is a ridiculous looking thing. It, I mean, and so yeah, awkward. I, like, just what, how are we going to do this? thing here. <laughs> okay. And it's it's ugly, man. It's not even like halfway good looking. I really don't understand any women who would look at that and be like, you know what? That's a nice one. It looks good. <laughs> like it looks like a nice thing, right? Because it's basically the equivalent <laughs> of like a Subaru brat truck. Like it looks like a piece of shit when you think about it. It just <laughs> looks stupid. It, yeah, it, and it doesn't, you know, it, it, it's a jalopy is essentially what it is. It looks ridiculous. Can we just move on? Can you just go to your number four? I just wanted you to admit that it looks ridiculous. Oh, the DMV where you get your license done. <laughs> That's your number four? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know I'm going to agree with you on that because there's there's a bunch of people there. Right, and you're going to um, be there for a long time. There's nowhere you can go. And you're going to get your picture taken. You're going to be naked in it. You got to explain that every single time you have to show your ID. Can you get your ID taken with your shirt off? Uh, not in Michigan. No, you actually know this. Yeah, because I'm sure you've seen my ID picture at one point where I made a stupid face and then got ridiculed by the clerk that took it and said that, you know, she wasn't going to retake it. I was stuck with that. And then I did a little research and yes, they're, they're not supposed to, at least I'm sure people have done it, but you're not, they're not supposed to. Nope. What's your number three? I have a hospital. Lots of people are naked in hospitals. Everybody's yeah, already but, seen that stuff, right? You're a bunch of medical professionals who don't even look at it in any way other than that is a human body part. But I'm glad you said that. Cause this, this is the reason why it's on my list is I feel like no matter how much of a professional you are, you're always going to be like, oh, man, that looks like a jalopy or, you know, or, 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 hey, that looks like a gigantic mushroom. Right. Stem, but no head. You know what I mean? It's just it's, you know, for me, it makes a list because, uh, you know, 
I'm already uncomfortable taking my clothes off. And then when you have to, like in that setting, it makes it even more strenuous for me. Okay. I mean, I understand it from that perspective, I guess. Not just, really, but I mean, it's just, just me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that are listening to this that kind of agree with what I'm saying. Not everyone is five foot eight, 140 pounds, Nicholas. 167 right now, baby. <laughs> Trying to get call back me, down to your high school weight. Call me the muscle hamster. Uh, my number three is uh, horseback. You're not, yeah, horseback would be terrible for both right. sexes. Think about any sort of physical activity, really, if you think about it. Like, do you really want to be horseback? <laughs> I don't think you do. I don't think somebody's like, that would be like, I'm going to be naked on a horse. And it'll be so freeing. It's such a great, just experience where I can just be myself. And then about 30 seconds into that, you're going to be worn off that fucking horse. <laughs> Do you want to hear something that, sh- that you'll probably find uh, believable? Yes. I have never uh, ridden a horse before. Have you ridden any other kind of animal? Mm, a donkey, I think. <laughs> Why is that? God, for anybody who doesn't know what John Shaw looks like, imagine <laughs> the person in movies where everybody else is riding a horse. And then they show the one guy riding a donkey and they're like, oh yeah, that's, yeah, yeah there he is. I've never, never, I've never rode a horse before. I, you know, I, I want to, but I just never have. You really want to? Like you really, I'd like to do that. I'm yeah, seven I, years old. I've got cancer. I'm dying. Oh I got to go God. ride a horse. No, but I'd like to ride a horse at some point. I just, you know, I just want to try it. It's not that great. I feel bad for whatever horse gets my fat ass on their back. But. Even though even though you're at your size, like you're talking about a 1,200, 1,500 pound animal. Like you're nothing to that fucking horse. That thing can carry you all day. <laughs> Actually, I, I've always wanted to ride a bull too, which it sounds stupid and it is stupid, but I've always wanted to try that. <laughs> my number two is uh, uh, while making food. Oh, that's a good one, man. Yeah, I hadn't I, thought about that, but yeah, you're right. Like you're just, there's too much chance for cross contamination. Say you're naked and you're cooking like something with, with grease and it starts splattering all over you. Yeah. Yeah, that's just terrible. That's the terrible combination. Frying up some bacon while you're naked. <laughs> that's just a bad idea. What are you I'm, using? I'm making chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> you probably shouldn't. <laughs> Nick, put some clothes on. Your wangers in the grease again. <laughs> like, oh no! <laughs> Once again, I've folded the bread around the ding bank. <laughs> it happens. It's the same level. Uh, my number two is more of like uh, I don't mean this in this way, but like anywhere around children. Like if you were somehow suddenly dropped somewhere naked, you don't want to be anywhere around any children because look, the cops are fucking coming. <laughs> Right. See, I, I I'm really happy you're the one who put this on because I was gonna put this on my list and I was like, how do I even how do I even try to make this work? Like there is no way you are getting out of that situation. And we're talking about like places that you would just suddenly be you're transported somewhere naked. And just imagine if you were in front of a daycare. <laughs> oh, you're, oh you're going to jail. And you're gonna be explaining that for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one's gonna believe you because you're butt ass naked at a on a kid's playground. Right. right. There's no. There is absolutely. If you were suddenly transported naked to like a <laughs> playground or to a daycare or to any place or like a youth soccer club, 
there is no explanation that is going to get you out of that situation. Absolutely none. Oh man. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm actually I feel relieved that you put that on your list because I didn't have to murder it as I tried explaining it. Right. Okay, what's your number uh, one? Uh your grandparents' house. Look, Graham Graham done seen everything already. <laughs> Listen, ain't no way I want to be, you know, at my grandparents' house, wake up and walk out butt ass naked and R.I.P. grandma, but you know, be like, hey Graham Graham. <laughs> She'd be like, Oh, look at that thing. Oh, Johnny, you <laughs> haven't grown much since you were two. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, you know, I the, the, really that can apply to any family, I guess. I mean, you don't want you know your dad to see you, your mom to see you, but definitely not your grandparents for sure. Um, I don't think my grandparents would even give a shit. I don't even think that they would bat an eye. They would probably just be like, I guess you could call that a dick. <laughs> That's what kids call penises nowadays. <laughs> wow, they were bigger in my day. And I took three of them one. <laughs> wow. Well, we just offended literally every grand uh, mother on the show. Um, guess we're not going to get. Guess I. I can honestly see what my grandmother, R.I.P. Grandma, what she would probably say, which would be like, "Not get any grandkids with that." <laughs> I feel like you know. Once again, R.I.P. Two to my grandma. I, I feel like she'd be like, "Put that away and get out of here." She'd probably be a little more like you know. I don't want to say embarrassed, but just, you know, get out of here. Goddamn rhino. My number one prison. (laughs) I mean, that's like the no shit thing, man. Like, come on. Yeah, so it should have been number one then. Of course you don't want to be naked in prison because, I mean. It's a bad day for everybody involved. Yeah, that's a terrible day. I mean. No no one wanted to be in that situation whatsoever. (laughs) I mean, not the person committing the deed, not the person, you know, on the other end. Not nobody the pitcher, not the catcher, there. nobody. Yeah. Nobody you know? wants to be on the field. <laughs> I mean, that, that. I mean, yeah, that's an easy number one, man. And that's kind of like a softball for you. I, oh, you know. okay. Well, just because you didn't think of it doesn't mean that you need to bash my idea. I, I just didn't want to offend, you know, our, our jail population. Our, our listening. prison audience. <laughs> I, I mean, think you, you can know. actually listen to podcasts in prison. I, w- I mean, they can watch TV. I don't know if they have access to the internet. I, 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 I wouldn't know. I guess we'll have to get our R and D team to give us some prison statistics. Okay, what's in your honorable mention? <laughs> uh, so I'm. I have the beach on there. I had anywhere uh, around children, but I'm glad that you <laughs> broke the mold, broke the glass with that. Um, I also have like uh, in the middle of like a convenience store, like a Target or a Meyer. Uh, I don't think you want to be naked there. And then I have uh, just walking down the street, like in a busy uh, city, like New York City or one of those. Okay. Uh, I thought about, I would actually feel like it'd be worse to be naked during a job interview than at the actual job. You right? know, I'm, uh, yes, but I'm sure that people have gone naked interviews and the person was probably like, you know what? I like it. You're hired. I could see that going both ways, right? I could see myself being like, dude, you can't show up here with no pants on. Or I could be, I respect it. I respect it. So if there's ever some kind of situation where John and I build this into something where we're hiring people and you show up naked, you know what? 
if you show up to an interview with John and I naked, we'll hire you because that means that you have listened to this episode of the podcast and are a true fan. And I will hire that person on the spot. That is a promise. Wow. That, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to make the same commitment, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll let Nick do all the hiring. So he, yes, you're hired, I guess. And, but. and for, for women, if you're ever in this situation, you would just have to reference this episode. It would be much less appropriate, obviously for a woman to do this. But if a dude just shows up with like, he shows up and we call him into the room and he just walks in straight naked, I will hire that person right then and there. I hope out of respect, out of respect. Okay. That's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of profoundly pointless. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. If you get a chance, like download, subscribe, share, we really appreciate it. It really helps us out. Would love to, would love to hear your best naked story. I mean, actually, you know what? I've, I've said it. I don't really know if I want to hear your best naked story, but go ahead and send them anyway, right? I deserve that. Let me know what you think would be the worst place to be naked.